0: <laughs> you know what? That came the podcast intro. Oh my god! No, oh, he just wanted to see if Chris is okay. Oh, she probably sent a snap to him. It's like, oh, I'm doing. Oh okay. Because you know that's what she loves to do, bitch about stuff. Why are you so mean to me? Because you are on mic. Oh
1: shit!
0: Just kidding. I love you. So I guess like introduction first. Yeah, this will be um, a mic test. You know, we're talking. Uh, in ten, at the 10 second mark, we'll now put uh, the T-shirt on the mic, and we'll see what no, happens.
1: No, you gotta do like a fun, fun thing. What
0: fun thing? Yeah, so like, okay, let's start by like introducing ourselves. Are oh, we already starting? I thought we we're just like t- still testing the mic. No, no, this is test. Let's just do it. Like, okay, how many test right.
1: we'll So you go.
0: Okay. Hi, my name is Anson. I'm twenty years old. I'm Asian and I go to the University of Alberta and I'm from Malaysia
1: Yeah, I'm basically the same except yeah, I'm from Malaysia, I go to the U of A Anson is one year ahead of me Um, but like, I'm half Malay and he's Chinese like, it doesn't really matter for shit but yeah yeah, so when he says he's
0: half Malay, he's also like he doesn't, he didn't mention the part where he's half Chinese too. Yeah, half Malay, half Chinese. So. Well, you see, our viewers might not, un- might not listen, might not know. You know. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: that's true. But like, yeah, it's, it makes Malaysia a pretty neat country. But anyway, like I'm just you want to like describe the setup right now. I think it'd be kind of cool. So, I literally have this uh blue snowball mic, just one between us, and we're sitting like I'm sitting in a foldable chair in Anson's room because his house has carpet, and I really like that. And we put like pillows up against the wall to stop the echo and just recording. It's like a super like chill setup that's actually kind of comical. And right now we'll put a t-shirt over the mic just to block like the dampen the noise. And yeah, hope it doesn't fuck something up. Dude, this setup's so ghetto. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, watch us like do do decently with this setup. It'd be kinda cool. I guess like why we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. sure. so like uh, me and Anson are like quite interested in business and we ran through like a few things before but right now we're at the stage where we're setting up this um, fashion brand Apaka Apparel, it'll probably be in the title of the podcast actually yeah, I yeah. thought okay. so like um, content production is really like important for brands or like any company like these days So we were just thinking about how what kind of content we could make that um would play by our strengths and would also be kind of unique. So like I'm I like me Mika is I'm I feel like I I have like a lot of differing perspectives about like stuff that's not normal. Turn the fucking thing on silent, right? (laughs) And, like... Anson's, like, probably... Like, not to mean this, like, in any offensive way, but... He's probably, like, the most... I'm normal. Yeah, the typicalest example of a normal, typical person ever. And I find it kind of awkward that, like, I'm... Like... I spend so much time with, like, such a normal person. (laughs) 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 I mean... And so, like... I have always been interested like as someone who's been has so many different opinions about everything I've always had to learn how to like connect through differences so in fact nowadays like differences are a main connecting point it's like if the if you if I'm if I'm too similar to you then like it's just like I, I don't know how to connect that way so like this podcast I felt like it was just about it's just about like differences differences in people and how like The same, like, mundane things can be viewed in different, such different ways.
0: Yeah, for me, like, the point of me in the podcast is more to give a normal perspective on a not normal person. So whatever Mika says, you can pretty much assume it's kind of weird, and then I'll give my normal perspective, I would say, on, like, you know, my opinion on the subject matter. Hmm. Yeah. Mika's weird. But I like that about him. It's interesting to me too. Because as a normal person <laughs> sometimes the things he talks the things he talks about, it's I just never think about it. You should the put the mic a little
1: bit closer to you because I talk a bit louder. Oh uh, that's true, yeah. Yeah,
0: mm, yeah right? That's some... so,
1: um I guess we were just we literally like we don't know fuck all about podcasting, so also, like, we don't know fuck all about business too, don't forget about that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's old fashion for that matter. Yeah. So, like, so are we w- doing fashion? <laughs> well, what else do you want to do? Study for finals? No one does that. Yeah. But, like, we I came into Anson's room, like, ten minutes ago, and I was talking about this story that my sister, like, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure, time? that's cool. So, like, I was talking about a story that my sister wrote about um, our family. I wrote a piece, so, Anson has a girlfriend, uh, who's in the closet right now doing her studying and like i've known them for like three months and they kind of like become like my like more a family than feels more like a family than my like biological family so i wrote a piece about that i write a lot on medium by the way um i wrote a piece about that and then my sister read it and she wrote her take on our biological family and like i said it was it, it was really really sad because like I guess, like, one thing that's going to come up a lot is, like, Anson always likes to call it Broken Family, but I don't think it was a broken <laughs> family, because I think if you call it Broken Family, then every other family would be, like, broken. It's just, like, it's, it's just, like, hard. My family, like, life was a little bit hard. Not, not like, hard objectively, but it was hard for me. So, I told, like, Anson and Grace, and they went and read it, and, yeah, that, I feel like that would be a good start for this episode. Mhm. So, interesting way to start off, I guess, would be um why don't you give your take on what you think my family is like?
0: Mm, so, your broken family.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Maybe okay. It's broken, but I would say that's actually becoming more of a normal thing now in this like since so- social, socially. There's just more and more families that are, you know, single mom, single dad, adopted it's just this is a rising thing so I guess a little bit background of myself um, my family it's it's normal I'm gonna say normal a lot this episode Um, I have two parents male and female they both love me I have two siblings and you know we're a pretty good family we work well we eat dinner together every night we go out on the weekends mm-hmm. I talk to my parents about things that I like to share to them. You know, I, I don't hide much secrets for them.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll... there's no need to rub it in too much.
0: <laughs> no, but then that's what, the, that's what I would say. It's, a, I guess, in my opinion, it's a normal family because that's my background on this, right? That's my experience on this. And for Mika, I, I hear his story and I hear his family and it's just... Wow, like... Shit, it's tough. Like, dude, I don't I don't know how you grew up like that. It's actually very surprising to me that my, most people, I would say normal people, if they come from shit families, they'll complain and they'll, you know, bitch about it. And then they come out, they'll be like, they'll feel that uh, the world is like treating them unfairly. But you, you're like, fuck the world. I want to... I'm just gonna seize the world by like you know by the, the neck. ball sack. Yeah, by yeah. the ball sack and just do whatever I want. Which is why we are here now talking about this because even though Mika did come from broken family in quotations, he managed to grow out of it.
1: So I guess like the I think a more like a better way to talk about it, so it doesn't sound like I'm just like bitching, is rather than tell my entire life story, like, we'll just tell parts that are relevant. So, I mean, that that was Anson's, like, perspective on my family, but I, I don't know, I feel like it was kind of, like... It, it's hard for, like, to describe. Obviously, it's not... I mean, like, what you just heard, it sounds like just... It's hard, but you don't actually get a picture of how, like, it's actually like. But in terms of family, what specifically do you have any questions about that yeah about your family yeah like what? what is What is the first like obviously you just read a piece yeah true um, that gives you more told you more how fucked up it was mm-hmm. what was your first response Actually, on. do our listeners know what piece we're talking about oh okay so I write a lot on medium and my name is Mika Yap M-I-K-A-Y-E-A-P I have one sister her name is Michaela Yap so M-I-K-A-E-L-A Y-E-A-P she's my sister and she just wrote a piece, her latest piece about um family. And it's called like what was it called?
0: What's the title? Uh Asian Kids and Stockholm Syndrome. Asian
1: Kids Stockholm Syndrome. You can read it if you want, like, reference, but it was like her perspective on our fucked up growing up life. I wrote about my like new family, as in Ensign and like his girlfriend, and me being like the house pet lying on the carpet. But she wrote about like our biological family growing up. That was the shitty one. So, um, we'll link it in the sure yeah we can yeah. but what did you think about when you first read my sister's piece Ooh. okay one of the first things that she
0: talked about was um, Asian parents and uh, using like beatings okay uh, yeah I mean I grew up I got beaten too but I mean it's just like a Asian values and uh, Western values right as Asians I don't think that beating is necessarily abusive because to me, when I was beaten as a kid, I knew that I deserved to be beaten as a kid because I didn't, I, I didn't like, I did bad shit, right? Like um, I was supposed to do my homework, but I didn't do my homework. That's why I got beaten. Fair enough, because, you know, I was supposed to do my homework or like, you know, I... I skip school and go with my friends to go to cyber cafes. Yeah, this had to be this to be beaten as well because you know what? I'm not supposed to skip school, right? You did that. Yeah, I did. God oh, damn! Just what, once. What grade? Um, that was like what fucking sixth? Seventh grade, seventh grade. I God think.
1: damn, we have a gangster here, these in general. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> seventh
0: grade. But yeah, my parents they don't use excessive force. I guess people that use excessive force that just beat their kids for no reason other than enjoying beating that's abusive and that's bad but my opinion which is i guess this is pretty controversial i wouldn't say this is normal now it's because well growing up as an asian kid i was beaten too and i would agree that you know i was something i deserve to be beaten would i would i treat my kids the same no probably not because I was educated... Because I'll beat the shit out of you beat your kids. Yes, but also <laughs> I was educated in a Western school oh, yeah, for four or five years, and I'm now in Canada, so that's, you know, another two more years. So, my values are different. It's changing now. Uh,
1: since we're, like, going back and forth, like... Beating, for me... Uh, like, there's... There's... I, I, I do somewhat believe that... Um, that the there is like that's how like people learn like pain oh shit i do not i shouldn't do that so you associate pain with like something but first of all like i have so much pain associated with so many things that are not supposed to be associated with pain that i just don't see the value of associating pain with like skipping school and that's why you don't skip school like i do things because like i love so it's like the opposite instead of hating the alternative if you don't do it. I love what happens when you do do it. That's why, like, I wake up early and exercise. I don't, like, fear the fact that I'll get fat and no one will love me. Um, oh, shit, that's probably not a very PC thing to say. Whatever. But, like, I, I like the fact that it makes me feel good. So, like, I don't think I need that, like, be, to be beaten and to, to be told that you don't do it. And the other thing, I guess, is also um the fact that you're sore about it right like my uh my childhood was characterized by excessive use of force verbal like abuse physical abuse not like crazy stuff but like it just made me f- i I just felt like and my sister did too that like why the fuck are we getting beaten like what i mean you understood mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so then can me. But like, we were like, what? Why? Maybe it just doesn't work on us. Like, us too particular. As in me and my sister. But that's not the reason why your family is broken.
0: What do you mean? Because, well, beating is, I would say, a very normal part of an Asian family. I would say 95% of Asian kids that I know grew up and they were beaten at least once in their life
1: using um, hangers. I would say a belt. lot of western kids too especially like in rural areas because mm. I know Teddy like I have a American friend he probably won't mind me saying this because he kind of laughs about it now but Teddy Zimmer is from South Dakota He was he's like a good friend of mine he's in the army now so typical American right mm-hmm. like respect not like derogatory but he used to get beaten too mm. so it's not just Asians okay but, well, I, I,
0: but I don't know about that I'm talking about my experience so, yeah okay yeah Especially in Malaysia. I don't know about other parts of the country, but specifically in Malaysia, most kids grew up being beaten by their parents. It's normal. And we actually go to school and like laugh about it with our friends. Like, oh shit, I got into trouble with my parents yesterday. Like, they, you know, they whipped me like three times or something. Yeah, it's pretty normal. But that's not why your family is broken. Your family is broken because of other things, right? Like, Like, for example... Your mom, if you want to talk about that. Okay.
1: And, like, I'm just trying to get your perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, obviously your mom, if the listeners haven't, you know, read the Medium article, they probably wouldn't understand much about it. Oh, uh, well... I, mean, I guess people that don't know you well at all, so everyone that's listening to this.
1: Uh, okay, so what he meant by my mom is be- is um, basically, I guess, like, I have to tell some history. So... Uh, my dad is a surgeon He's been a surgeon for 20 years And if you're a surgeon in Malaysia You not You don't necessarily work hard But my dad is really obsessed with Surgery and his work So he started out in a public hospital Which in Malaysia is full of bullshit um, But he still worked his ass off Even though he was getting like the same wage As the other fucker who came to work at 9 And left at 5 So he he was working since, like, I was born. So my mom was left to raise us. And uh, she has a PhD in pharmacology, which is no easy feat. Being, like, she's, like, 49-ish now, I think. She just turned 49 two days ago, actually, I think. And um, she quit her job to take care of me and my sister as kids because she didn't want maids to take care of us because that's a common thing in like you have like a maid that lives in your house and they raise the kids but then the kids don't really know their parents so that's kind of like messed up too so she quit her job to take care of us and then she has some issues growing uh from her childhood because her parents weren't that good either and she brought that forward when like raising us and you know she had a sense of resentment because she quit her job and to take care of us so she put like all her expectation on us and so when we fucked up just a little bit that like resentment would snowball and it would fall on us so eventually like I think it's like a year ago now me and my sister like just had, had enough and we just wanted like our freedom and my mom was becoming like really resentful towards like everyone just because like she wasn't happy she wasn't fulfilled um, so we basically like uh, yeah, like, I haven't talked to her in a long, long time. And, like, she hasn't talked to my dad in, like, two months now. And it's just been, like, horrible. Her her relationship with the rest of the family is horrible. But what did you mean about that? Like, what did you mean? What do I mean about that? Like, you said, you you meant that, like, one of the reasons the family is broken is because of my mom. So yeah. wh- what did you mean? Is that not... That's what I
0: mean. Isn't that a... Not normal mom?
1: Well, I, I think you gotta, like, take a step back, you hear me say that a lot too. Like, why was why did my mom turn out like that? Because I'm sure there are a lot of parents like that. Yeah. Well,
0: part of the reason I think is because shit parents, they'll treat their children like shit. Which in turn, when the children go up, they'll treat their children like shit. So it's just a cycle, right? Um, my family and my background, you know, my grandparents, they, both of them they are pretty good people. You know, my granddad on my dad's side, um, gone onto a boat from China and spent like two months on the boat. <laughs> Went to came to Malaysia. Started from fucking nothing. Worked his ass off, and right now I'm. I would say my family is pretty like pretty well off. Like you know, middle class at least. Um, on my mom's side, my grandparents, yeah, they're good people as well. They you know, they work hard. They're both good people which in turn will have kids that turn out to be good parents good parents, which in turn will have kids who turn out to be good parents as well. So it's a cycle. Good parents will make good parents. Bad parents will make bad parents. I'm not saying that you will be a bad parent if you do become a parent, but it takes a lot of courage and strength to step out from the bad parent cycle and becoming a good parent yourself
1: by the way like a shit just happened so the problem with recording in some guy's bedroom is someone's in the closet studying she came out to look for meds and another roommate came in so we started talking for a while singing national anthems and it might become the intro that might have been the intro that you just heard (laughs) but minutes long but um i was saying like there's two parts to that Like the broken family There's The part where The childhood was shit But there's also The part where I'm like sitting here And like recovered mm. So like I feel like An important part of Because I feel like um, Parents that are bad they, You might get away With some of it Like some parents But if, if your kid is willing To just like submit And just say like Oh okay This is the way But like For some reason I I, I don't I think I've always been like really like like on my own like thing oh like you're very rebellious yeah Rebell- I, I don't like to say rebellious but because I'm not like intentionally saying this is the way so I'm just gonna go against it I just do my own thing without regard to any other norms or shit and so is my sister so maybe that's why the parenting thing worked out so bad it's cause we are me and my sister are just textbook like difficult people to parent <laughs> and the parents who were in charge of parenting were just bad so maybe it's a combination of those well i would actually argue that it's the def- like it's
0: because of the bad parenting that resulted in you guys being rebellious you think i mean so? not rebellious rebellious is bad word to say but like just not individual. conforming to social norms yeah. yeah i would well i mean i would i do not know that much about your childhood so i wouldn't i wouldn't know but especially kids you like especially two kids you don't just grow up and be like difficult right maybe one is difficult one's not but then chances of both being difficult
1: it's kind of it's kind of low isn't it yeah yeah i mean it's nature versus nurture right Mm -hmm, yeah but like i think there's there's definitely like like no matter how much you want to say it's nurture, there's definitely something that was not instilled by the upbringing that we had that let us go through it because most people just like die like figuratively like just you know they, they become messed up when your parents are messed up your kids become messed up but i think one of the big things that helped me and my sister is um the whole like western education like perspective really helps when you're stuck like in the whole asian like sphere and you don't have any outside perspective then it's really easy to sink into the whole of like oh this is all that i have and there's nothing i can do but when you see like the West like a different perspective you see oh it doesn't have to be that way there's like another way of doing it that helps right What else should we talk about? What other response did you um have after reading that piece? What stuck out to you? Mm.
0: So Stockholm syndrome means that you end up loving your kidnappers, right?
1: Is that what it means? I actually yeah, yeah. I think okay.
0: something about like either you're loving or you feel emotionally attached to your kidnappers. Um so your sister used that. Like, that specific word to describe her situation. Would that mean that she still loves, like, her parents?
1: Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Now that you... I did... I should probably have looked that up. I read the whole damn thing. I didn't know what Stockholm Center was. But, like, yeah, I think so. I so, think...
0: okay. So... Obviously your mum was more of the bad guy in, in the whole like not, I mean, not not bad guy but like the villain that ended up making like your child shit. Uh, or was it what do you say like it's a fifty fifty split of your parents being irresponsible?
1: Well the quote of the day today that is kinda of relevant in me responding to that is from Homer Simpson from okay. The Simpsons. And it's like he says it takes two to lie one to tell the lie and one to listen mm, so okay. it's like you can't be a bad person on your own you have to inflict it on someone that is called bad so I feel like it, it, it's, it's, it's very much like a relationship thing it's like it's like she she treated us a certain way and we reacted a certain way which caused the whole thing to be negative but to answer your question probably not probably not it's, it's like it's complicated it's not just one person
0: so, you obviously, you cut off all contact with your mom. What about your sister?
1: So, we're going along the theme of, like, exploring Stockholm Syndrome. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, my, my sister is a lot more tolerant because I feel like my sister and I are both very individualistic, which means that we do something that's different than what we see around us. So... In my case, because I was the the first child, the oldest child, like saying no, I'm not gonna like follow your dumb rules, is what was individual to me at my time. But my sister growing up saw my example, so she saw that saying no to everything was my way. So because she's individualistic, she has to develop her own way. Mm-hmm. So like I have this whole thesis, which is probably already like a thing, that people develop different roles depending on who they hang out with Mm -hmm. just naturally yeah that's i would say that's pretty normal yeah right so she's a lot more tolerant Mm -hmm. to my parents yeah Yeah. especially my mom
0: yeah but just talking about your thesis yeah i would say that's a pretty common um, appearance people they act differently when they are with other people right I wouldn't act the same way with you as I would with my girlfriend you know uh, yeah, I sure yeah and like uh, you know I wouldn't be the same with you know group A if I was with group B because that's different how would you say like we just expect different things from ourselves only if yeah. other people well in the end of the day at the end of the day they are still your parents Okay, let's, let's talk That's about. a very Asian thing.
1: I don't understand that. I it is, have. It is an Asian thing. No, brain. explain
0: it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, Asian values, right? Asians, one of the biggest values because of the Confucianism, which is uh, what most Chinese people grew up... Um, grew up, um, how to say with with yeah sure like China Confucianism right so one of the main tenets of Confucianism is obedience loyalty especially obedience to your family which is why as you can see like the difference in Asian and Western cultures for Westerners you see in for example Edmonton there's a lot more old people walking around on them by themselves right you go to Malaysia I barely see any old people walking around by themselves. They're always
1: like with their kids yeah. or their son-in-law. Whatever. Exactly.
0: Because there's this obedience to the family that's ingrained in our culture that we grew up with. So your dad, when he told you, you know, your mom, like at the end of the day, your mom is still your mom. To me, that makes sense because that's this bond that's tying you two together in a biological way. It's just very hard to as a, like as an asian to just dismiss that because yeah i don't know how to explain myself it's just it's your
1: mom yeah i i, I just can't understand that i i never have i, I mean the whole like blind obedience thing mm-hmm. is like completely i don't understand it at all like uh, i don't know like i've never like people have tried to explain it to me but
0: i don't think you can actually like fully explain this i can understand hating your mom but at the same time, it's like you hate your mom, but you still, like you still care for her. Well,
1: no, the the thing is, I I don't know about my sister, but I don't hate my mom. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to talk to her for the next eighty years of my life.
0: Well, you see, that sounds to me that
1: would that be hate no it's not, it's not hating like you it, just don't give a shit about it. like if you walk okay this is gonna sound really really bad but this is the first one i came up with so if you walk down the street and you see like d- like dog shit like on the side of the road uh-huh. you're like oh it's dog shit i don't want to touch it uh-huh. but you don't hate it okay same thing same way i feel it's neutral (laughs) i know right it sounds so horrible but that's the first metaphor i thought of and that's generally how i feel it's neutrally repulsive how about that neutrally repulsive damn that's such a good so it's like i don't hate her i don't spend energy thinking about her and how like i wish she was dead because i don't wish she was dead i wish she would i genuinely wish that my mom could find happiness like right now tomorrow today like next minute but I don't want to see her or talk to her for the next 80 years of my life. Because of how she treated you? Just because, like, okay, my my way with coping with shit is, like, just forgetting about it, like, leaving it behind. Okay. Because, I, I don't know, maybe it's a bad way, but... No, like, I think it's uh, You know, people eat, people, like, watch porn, people do all kinds of weird shit, people hurt other people to cope with shit, but, like, I just, like, let it go. So that's my way of saying, like, okay, that... That notebook is filled with all kinds of bullshit. It's time to just, like, let it go. I don't hate it, bro.
0: Yeah, it's pretty weird to wrap my head around this. Mm.
1: That's what makes this podcast so fucking interesting. It's because we're so different. I guess, I I hope so, yeah. I mean,
0: mean, that's the reason why I'm here, right? To to provide a more normal perspective on things, hopefully. But, yeah, it's... Okay, so basically you're treating your mom as just another person that you don't want to see ever again, so...
1: Yeah, okay...
0: Yeah... have I mean, nothing to say. I mean, that's... I think that's... I wouldn't say that's extreme because there's a lot of other people that just, you know, when shit in the family is too bad, they just pack up and leave. That's, you know, you hear about that quite a few times, you know, quite often
1: yeah i mean i guess what helped me develop that perspective is i had something else that's an important like i'm i'm trying to think of like if you are listening to this you might be in a similar situation and i guess what helps me with letting go of this stuff because it generally doesn't genuinely does not bother me at all anymore Mm -hmm. i just don't want to like talk to her i hope she's happy do whatever i want i don't care but, like, I just don't want to see her or talk to her. And I don't want her to be part of, like, my family in my life. But what helps me let go is I had something else mm-hmm. that I cared about more. So, like, I have a girlfriend. And, like, I was exploring that relation, that kind of relationship for the first time in my life. Um, that was about the time, like, um, I let go. So it's like um it, it just you just have something like bigger than yourself to look to to like put your put yourself in to like stand on and then like abandon the sinking ship you know cuz that's what it was we weren't none of us were happy we're much happier now i don't know about her but i would guess that even she's happier now because it was just like a tornado right it never stops you just have to break it up
0: so you said that you have something else that you're working on, like working on, that you spend your time on. That's like, the reason why you managed to cope with it as, yeah, as well so- as you something did. bigger to look to. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I know you, you're very ambitious. So I guess could you maybe tell us about your, what sort of ambitious things you did when you like in your childhood? Oh, this is a perfect
1: moment to be that dickhead and see, tune in next episode to find out more. Um, Yay! We were thinking that. Let's go. Next episode can be ambition, but okay. Yes. But so let's like wrap that up. Next week, next uh, episode, we're going to talk about like ambition and what helps you like get, uh, like what you look to to like get out of your shit. But how do we wrap this up on a positive note? Mika as,
0: well, he came from a very broken, broken childhood.
1: Say what you want, like sure, your, okay. your perspective
0: yeah. is valuable, yeah. But he's a better person now, he grew out of it. And I hope that to anyone that listens to this, if you do come from a family like, family like that as well. Or anything. Or anything, bad. yeah. I mean, if you're in a slump, just, it's okay to just lay down and just do nothing for a while but then in the end you just gotta get back up and do something do something productive do something useful just to get yourself out of this and I would say that's what Mika did in his life and he's still doing yeah. and he's still doing and that helped him a lot
1: damn that was actually like a positive I thought okay wow okay that okay. wasn't what I was expecting by a positive <laughs> no. but okay um, to end-, end this podcast let us have a quick word from, a quick message from our benevolent closet inhabitant. Like, I'm thinking, no? Mm. Yeah. She, she's not listening. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I was just going to grab her and just ask her to like say something nice. Oh, Grace. Our
0: benevolent closet dweller doesn't tell want tell to leave the closet.
1: Like, tell, tell a joke or something. I don't know. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Good joke. Good joke. <laughs> Good joke. It's a joke. You know why? Because she thinks people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's I uh, am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>